you know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Own Your Career show. I'm your host, Andy Storch, and this is a show that is all about helping you own your career and own your life so that you can stop drifting and take control of your future. And that's what I'm always trying to do. And of course, I'm trying to help you do the same. Uh, That's why I wrote my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, which is available on Amazon. If you have not gotten your copy yet, uh, it's been over two years. What's going on? Where you been? Uh, It is uh, going strong. I'm still hearing feedback regularly from people getting new reviews. Uh, So go check that out. It's available on Amazon, Own Your Career, Own Your Life. And we also have some free resources if you've already gotten the book or uh, you want the the cheaper, the freer, the, the Cliff Notes version, uh, you can grab that on our website, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com, and just go to bonus resources. Okay, today I want to talk to you about uh, some additional strategies you can use to help you own your career and own your life. If you've been listening uh, throughout all of this year, 2022, I've been doing mostly a solo series uh, where I have been reading some of the chapters from the book and uh, introducing some other concepts around it, doing some extra solo episodes here and there, while also sprinkling in some interviews we did back on the Own Your Career Summit. And uh, I'm finishing up this series. This is actually the last chapter, chapter 17 in the book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, titled Additional Strategies to Help You Own Your Career and Your Life. So I'm going to read some of this. I'm also going to sprinkle in uh, some additional thoughts uh, along the way uh, as I've been developing more content around this with uh, keynotes and uh, workshops and all the things that I've been doing, uh, all with the goal of really helping people own their career and their life. And you know, one of the interesting things about that is that I get hired a lot of times by organizations, by companies to talk to people about their careers. Um, but you, I don't think you can really talk about somebody's career without talking about their life as well. And that part doesn't get talked about enough because your career is not everything, right? Uh, you've got a life as well. You've got a life outside of work. Um, and I think you need to take care of yourself if you want to have a longer, more productive, healthier, happier life outside of work. So let me go through some of that. Uh, over the years, I've put into practice many strategies that have helped me achieve big goals and take more ownership of my life. I've so much to share, but limited space to share it. So when I wrote it all down, uh, my wife actually told me that it was too long, that uh, the chapter I created should be a book uh, in and of itself. And so I actually took that chapter and, and really cut it down to what you see in the book today. I have a lot of leftover content that will likely be in the next book. In fact, I spoke recently with a literary agent who was asking about some of the other content we have for potentially for future books, which was pretty exciting. I sent him a list recently of some of the stuff that's out there that we have uh, and that I hope to turn into future books. So stay tuned for that. Um, But right now I want to focus on this one and give you a few snippets um, of what I believe can really help you. And and we have more in our bonus materials that I mentioned earlier. If you go to ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash bonus. All right, with that said, here are some additional strategies you can use to help you own your career and life and take control of your future. Uh, Number one is having a morning routine. Uh, I have already talked about how reading The Miracle Morning changed my life. Uh, If you didn't hear that already uh, in the book that I had, uh, in the book or in past episodes, 
And, uh, but really like my whole life, this whole journey started when I read the book, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod in 2016, completely changed my life. And I've been practicing The Miracle Morning ever since. Uh, I've already talked, so I've already talked about that. And Hal's book introduced me to the power of having a strong, intentional and productive morning routine uh, with the whole idea behind a morning routine being that you start your day earlier than you need to, about an hour before, if, if you can, and use that time for intentional activities to help you achieve your goals or achieve more or whatever it is you want in life. This way, you start the day by accomplishing something um, important before getting into reaction mode, which is how most people start their day. They immediately wake up, they check their phone, uh, they see some emails, start responding to things. And that's okay. Like some people are, operate really well that way. I like to start the day with intention. It's not that I don't sometimes get sucked into my phone, um, but I really want to start the day with intention, doing things that I know are going to set me up for success, like meditation, reading, writing, etc. We'll get into that. So on a typical weekday, um, well, let me talk about my morning routine. So my morning routine uh, has is based on the morning routine that Hal laid out in The Miracle Morning. And you can find out more from reading the book, uh, from uh, reading his book. Um, but the idea is that you get up earlier than you normally need to so that you can start with the day with attention. Now, my morning routine is based on that. Uh, it includes meditation, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and writing in a journal. Uh, on a typical day, I will get up usually sometime between 5 and 6 a.m. I used to get up earlier, and uh, and I love early mornings. Uh, so it was for quite some time before, while I was writing this book and before, it was 4.30 in the morning. And uh, it has gotten a little bit later since then. Now it's usually between 5 and 6 a.m., sometimes a little later than that, sometimes 6.30 if I don't feel like I have that much to get up for. Um, and to be honest, it actually shifted because of the cancer journey I went through, which I think I've talked about in this podcast in the past. I may do a separate episode about that, again, just to give people more uh, information and inspiration. Um, but I think it's a, it, one of the side effects of chemo that it seems to be harder for me to get up in the morning than it used to be, which maybe gives me more empathy for people who really struggle to get up in the morning. And I know everybody's in a different place, and some people do. Um, so don't think you have to get up when I get up at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., whatever it is, but think about when you could get up, when you normally get up, and could you get up a little bit earlier, which really starts the night before going to bed a little earlier, so that you can start the day with intention. So now I usually get up between 5 and 6 a.m. Uh, this morning, actually, I got up at 4 a.m., but that's because I just woke up. My alarm was set for 5.15, I think, and I just woke up at 4 and said, all right, you know, now's the time to start the day. That doesn't happen as much as it used to. Um, but a typical day, I get up between 5 and 6 a.m. The first thing I do is I drink some water. This is very important. Um, you know, there, there are studies of people that say that we get dehydrated while we're sleeping, so we need to start the day with a good glass or, or mug of water, um, canteen of water, whatever it is. So the first thing I do is I drink a bunch of water and then use the restroom, and then I start my coffee brewing. And while it's brewing, I sit down and I meditate for 10 minutes. Uh, now, at this point, I've been meditating for six straight years. This has become such a habit for me. Um, and I kind of want to be meditating longer. I haven't gotten myself into the habit of going for 15, 20 minutes when I know I could. Um, but I really, I'm kind of addicted to the daily calm, which is the, the daily meditation on the calm app. I love using the calm app and that one's 10 minutes. So I do that one every single day. Um, by the way, I love the calm app, but I, I have no affiliation with them. There are plenty of other great apps. If you want to get started in meditation, um, insight timer, headspace, 
Um, lots of them out there. You just search for it. You could probably Google what are the best meditation apps or just go try Calm. Uh, I, I really love it. Um, so while my coffee's brewing, I do my 10-minute meditation. Then I grab my first cup of coffee and I head out for a walk, uh, usually around the block, around the neighborhood, while I recite my affirmations and I think about my day and I check in with my goals. And I think I've already talked about affirmations. You can get a copy of my affirmations uh, by going to our website, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash bonus. That's our bonus resources. You can get a copy of my affirmations in there. This is all about who I am, who I want to become, you know, getting over limiting beliefs, reminding myself that I'm, I'm, it's possible for me to achieve just about anything. And uh, I... Um, We'll check in with my goals on a daily basis as well to remind myself of the big things I'm going after and ask, you know, am I staying on track for those? I think I've talked about that on several episodes in the past in my book, et cetera. Um, and finally, uh, so then I come back and I'll take out a book and I do some reading. I usually read The Daily Stoic every day, which is a, a, a book of daily quotes from Ryan Holiday from the Stoics by Ryan Holiday f- from the Stoic Stoic philosophy with explanations. Uh, that's really my Bible. I'm never a religious person. Uh, and so I read The Daily Stoic every day. And then I usually read a book for 15 or 20 minutes or so. Uh, and then I'll take out my journal and I will plan my day. What are the things that I want to achieve? What am I grateful for? Um, what's the stuff I want to get done? What's my schedule look like? I found this really helps me in keeping on track for my goals. And then finally, I'll head to the gym for a workout uh, or get started on some really important work. You know, for a while, the book I was working on every day between 6 and 7 a.m. Um, gym, I usually hit in the morning. This morning, I went uh, around 5.30, something like that, and was there from like, you know, 6 to 7.30, something like that. I played basketball and uh, lifted some weights. So you got to do you, right? I shared my morning routine, which is based on what Hal Elrod teaches in his book, The Miracle Morning. Uh, you can modify it. You can do whatever you choose, whenever you like. And if you're not a night owl and you hate mornings, uh, then I mean, if you are a night owl and you hate mornings, then do this stuff at night instead of watching Netflix, right? Think, Figure out the way that works for you. The most important thing is that you dedicate time in your day to be intentional about your health and personal development and not drifting or uh, reacting to others. Um, in chapter eight of the book, the book, the book, uh, chapter eight of the book, I mentioned the importance of sharpening the saw. That was, uh, you can go back and listen to the episode I did on the importance of investing in continuous learning. And unfortunately, very few people invest time consistently to learn, grow, and improve their health. Uh, but you don't have to be like most people. Like it just uh, comes down to really dedicating that time and getting into the habit. So make sure you block time for these daily activities whenever it needs to be. So if you think about the habits, in the, in the book, I break down habits in every chapter. The old habit is getting up at the last minute, starting the day in reaction mode, and making little time for intentional habits like meditation, reading, writing. The new habit is waking up earlier than necessary and making time for important habits like meditation, affirmations, reading, writing, and exercise. You know, whatever you really want to do, what benefits you. All right, the second thing is to take care of your health. It is astounding to me how many people choose to ignore this critical component of their lives. They say things like, I'm too busy to get to the gym. I work too much. I don't have time to eat healthy. Really? I mean, yeah, I, I totally understand that. We all have a lot of things going on. Many people I know have very demanding jobs. They're working 40, 50, 60, sometimes 70 hours a week. I have a friend who probably works more than that and makes really good money, has a lot of responsibility and finds the job very fulfilling. Uh, and I totally get that. And then you have family and, you know, kids sports and all that stuff. I understand. I mean, I'm in this world, um, but I really am an advocate. You've got to find some time 
to take care of your health. Now, this means it doesn't mean, you know, you got to go to the gym for an hour long workout. Uh, what I think is really important that a you get enough sleep. You know, for most people, that means uh, six to seven hours a night. Uh, sorry, seven to eight hours a night, I would say. I usually try to get eight. I feel best when I get eight. Um, the next thing would be eating a healthy diet, nutrition, getting vegetables, right? Plants in your diet, like real food. Uh, if you eat meat, that's cool. I personally um, cut out meat for the most part two years ago. I've been on a plant-based diet for about two years, and I feel pretty good about it. Uh, I don't try to go out and advocate the what's the right or best diet for anyone, other than to focus on real whole foods, avoid <clears throat> processed foods, try not to eat too much of that stuff. I said some pretzels a few minutes ago, by the way, <laughs> but I had a big smoothie before that, uh, and I'll eat a salad and you know a healthy dinner. Um, so you know, I know work and life can be demanding, and everyone's situation is different. But if you don't take care of your health, uh, there could be a major consequence that renders everything else uh, irrelevant, right? In the end, so investing in your health has both short-term and long-term benefits. Uh, in the short term, you get more energy, more productivity, and happiness. In the long run, you get to live a longer, healthier life and spend less on healthcare. Um, and again, no, every situation is different. Um, you know, and and anybody could get hit by a bus or get cancer at forty, just like I did. Right? I got cancer at forty, uh, which is crazy. I wrote that in my book, and uh, it happened, but I got through it, and I really focused in on my health when that happened. Again, I'll do a separate episode about that. Um, and that's why I switched to the plant-based diet, by the way. Uh, so getting back to the key components of focusing on your health, we talked about getting enough sleep, uh, seven to eight hours a night. I'm not going to go all that. There's more information in my book. Eating healthy, again, go to um, you know getting plants and real foods in your diet. Um, getting activity and exercise. Again, it doesn't have to be an hour at the gym, but if you focus on trying to get 10,000 steps a day, taking walks in between meetings, uh, moving your body around, just doing some push-ups in the morning, um, you know, just try to move your body. Humans are meant to move and really to lift heavy things, I believe. And so it's a good idea to go do that. Now, there's tons of other books and podcasts and information out there. And I put a lot of information in my book. So this book is not about health and fitness. I personally am really into health and fitness. Maybe I'll do a separate episode about that as well. Um, but this is really important. And then, um, you know, you want to make sure you're taking care of your mental health as well, right? So uh, meditation, uh, something I mentioned earlier that I do daily, take some walks, talk to your friends, uh, see a therapist if you need to, <clears throat> try not to work too much, right? Take some time off. Uh, these are really important for taking care of your, your mental health. Uh, the next thing, so we talked about um, morning routine and health. The next thing is using a journal. I've been using a daily journal for a few years now. And have many benefits, uh, seen many benefits. Some people like to use journals to record musings and thoughts, some to record the things happening in their life. And many, like me, use a journal to keep them on track with goals. While I do record thoughts, ideas, and moments from my life in my journals, the primary reasons I use a journal are to check with my schedule every morning, write down the most important things I need to get done, and then reflect on the day before I get to sleep at night. I also like to use the journal to write down my gratitude every morning, uh, and I highly recommend this, a regular gratitude practice. Uh, when I first started, I bought a blank journal and I wrote freely each day. Later, I got more structured uh, journals and I've used a few of them over years, like the five-minute journal. I also love the Freedom Journal by John Lee Dumas, uh, the Full Focus Planner from Michael Hyatt. That one's a little more expensive, but I really like that one. It's, it's treated me well. Um, I've used the, the, the uh, Freedom Journal a lot. 
And I also created my own journal called the Own Your Career Companion Journal, which you can get on Amazon, um, which has some prompts from the book as well as a daily place to really track your progress towards your your career goals. So the old habit here is drifting along in reaction mode without planning or recording any thoughts or progress toward goals. And the new habit is using a daily journal to record thoughts, ideas, gratitude, important tasks, and progress towards your goals. Uh, The next thing is regular reading, learning, and introspection. I talked about this in the chapter on the importance of continuous learning and about um, uh, how I make time for reading every, every day. So Uh, I've talked about this already. I feel compelled to remind you that the world is changing fast. And if you are not growing, uh, you might be doing the opposite, right? I'm not going to tell you what that is. (laughs) You can use your imagination. Um, So I feel the need to grow every day. And I love reading books. For you, it might be something different. I also listen to a lot of podcasts, but maybe you like to listen to audiobooks or watch YouTube videos. Whatever it is, like find the thing that's going to allow you to learn on a regular basis. Um, and so one of the best ways you can do that, I think is reading books, but it could be eBooks, could be audiobooks. Uh, it could also be listening to podcasts, just getting that information. Um, along with that, I suggest you give yourself space and permission regularly for introspection, self-reflection, um, that you spend time reflecting on the things that you learn from and others and look for ways to improve, examine your strengths and weaknesses, examine your thoughts and actions and look for ways to improve. Um, because I believe strongly that we can always improve. Nobody's perfect, right? Definitely not me. I'm looking for ways to get better all the time. And I know you can do the same. Um, so that's where the morning routine comes in handy, right? Because we can make time for reading or taking a walk and listening to an audiobook or a podcast and getting that exercise in at the same time, whatever works best for you. So if you're not already doing it, um, I recommend that you, you start scheduling in regular time or make it a habit to be reading books or learning on a regular basis. Uh, the next thing is finding mentors, uh, coaches, and mastermind groups. Um, I discussed this also earlier in the book, uh, getting help and the benefits of having mentors, coaches, and support groups. Humans are social creatures, and we are not built to do things on our own. Uh, there's an African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. I believe we really need to support each other. And maybe some people get places really far on their own, but most people don't. Most people are not self-made. I'm definitely not. Uh, I've received help from so, so many people over the years. I've greatly benefited from uh, so much support. So let me break down what some of these things are. You can think about what you need. Uh, So a mentor is someone who has achieved the type of things that you'd like to achieve and therefore is qualified to give you advice. You believe they are. And they, so they could be a senior executive. They could be someone that's ahead of you at work. They could be someone that's ahead of you uh, in relationships and fitness and health and in different areas of your life, business, finance, et cetera. Uh, and, you know, there's someone that like you want to learn from, right? And the best way to find a mentor is through networking. The best way to appeal to a mentor is by finding ways to give them value, right? Or just show them that you want to learn from them and maybe they get value and a good feeling from doing that. Uh, ideally you form a relationship with a mentor and can help each other. Maybe you're knowledgeable about something he or she doesn't know about, uh, and maybe you can help them out with something. Um, when you approach a potential mentor, ask questions, get to know them and see if you can help in any way, ask if they'd be willing to share some of their experience and advice with you. Uh, you might ask them to formally mentor you, but I know that that can sometimes intimidate some people. So it could just be like, Hey, can we talk regularly so I can learn from you? Uh, so that's a mentor. It's usually somebody that you're, you're not paying, uh, they're ahead of you in the in the game, right? In the your journey, whatever it is, and you want to learn from them. A coach is usually someone professional. You are usually paying them a fee. 
uh, monthly or weekly or hourly, whatever it is. And there's someone who can ask you powerful questions and help you figure out where you want to go with your career, with your business, with your life. Um, it could be helpful for that person to be ahead of you on the journey, but it's not required. They don't even need to be better or more talented than you in whatever you do. If you think about athletes or musicians who have coaches not nearly as talented as them, but who can see the overall strategy and give advice on how to practice and execute more effectively. Uh, I have discovered that I can be a great coach because I like to ask questions and challenge people, which is what coaches do. Uh, they don't have to necessarily be skilled. So I do a little bit of coaching myself. I have a few, uh, a couple executive coaching clients right now, and both of them are very successful in their line of work. And I'm sure that the, the, the technical side of the work they do, they know way more than I do or ever will, right? Um, but I can ask them questions and challenge them and give them a space to talk about their careers and their lives and the things they're working on and support them, right? And that's often what people are looking for. So coaches are usually paid. Often in the corporate world, you see companies providing executive coaches for senior leaders. If you're not there yet and you want a coach, you may have to find one. There's there's lots of apps where you can get a kind of coach on demand. You can reach out to someone like me. There's tons out there. You can go on LinkedIn. You can find somebody who coaches um, specifically in your type of field or line of work and uh, you know talk to them about what they do and what they provide and maybe think about investing in a coach. Uh, it could be, you know, it might be something you haven't done before. It might be a little scary to start, but it could be really beneficial for you. Um, finally, I mentioned mastermind groups. I've already talked about these, uh, and how they've helped me navigate my career the last few years. Um, I have been in uh, a bunch of different mastermind groups over the years since 2016. Uh, that term was invented essentially by Napoleon Hill in his book, Think and Grow Rich. And it's the idea that a few like-minded people get together on a regular basis, either in person or virtually to talk about their business and their lives and support each other. Usually there's kind of one guru who's leading the charge. Uh, so I have belonged to mastermind groups run by different experts. I also am in one right now that's really just a group of like seven entrepreneur friends who support each other. We meet on Zoom every two weeks and uh, there's no one like true leader. There's one friend who's kind of set it up. Um, and then I'm in a, a paid group that's sort of a mastermind community run by a woman in the UK for consultants uh, who sell into to corporate like me. Um, and I've been in mastermind groups for dads. I've been in mastermind groups for lots of different things. I've also run mastermind groups. I may run another one in the future because I do love bringing people together and facilitating conversations. Um, as I record this, I've got a friend, a good, good friend who's in a similar type of business uh, coming, flying in to spend a day with me next week so that we can mastermind together and support each other in our businesses. You can kind of create this. You can join one that you pay for or you can create it with some friends if you want to. Um, so, you know, a lot of authors and speakers and experts that you follow might be running these. I might have one in the future. So keep an eye out for those. Um, and I would add that I won't go through the whole thing in the book, but you need help, right? We all need help. We all can learn from others. We can all get better, but we all also have the opportunity to help others, to mentor others, to coach others. Uh, so don't like ignore that just thinking, well, I couldn't, I don't know if I know that much, you know, if whatever, you know, you know, more than somebody, right? You know, less than one person and more than another. Um, I always like to think of the mountain metaphor, the mountain climbing metaphor. We're all climbing a mountain and in any particular area of work, career, finances, relationships, fitness, health, whatever it may be, there are always people who are going to be ahead of you on that journey. And there are always people who will be behind you. 
And while it's important to reach your hand up and ask for help from the people ahead of you, I believe it is equally important to be reaching your hand back and pulling those people up uh, who are behind you so you can help them as well. Okay, the next thing for uh, these added things to help you own your life is having a bias for action. We've talked a lot about success and how to achieve it. We've talked about creating a vision, setting goals, all that stuff, making a plan. One of the biggest things I think that separates those who achieve big success and those who don't is taking action. Many people set a goal or make a plan and then freeze up because the timing isn't right, the plan isn't perfect, or they're afraid of what might happen if they fail or even if they succeed. I've heard a lot of people say they're afraid of that as well. So don't let this be you. Once you set a big goal, break it down into monthly, weekly, or daily milestones. The next thing you need to do is make a commitment and take some action right away. Uh, One of the biggest reasons I've been able to achieve so much is just because I just take action on a regular basis. I write down what I want to achieve, and then I start doing it. Uh, And I'm lucky that I've never been a perfectionist, quite the opposite, actually. Um, I'd probably make a bad auditor or accountant, Um, But I'm great at what I do because I focus on progress over perfection. I think that perfectionism often holds a lot of people back. So when you have a bias for action, that means you decide you want to do something, you make a brief plan if necessary, and then you start taking action. You don't get bogged down with waiting for the timing to be perfect. You just take action. And if you want to get a promotion or career changes, blah, 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 all that stuff, make a plan and then take some action. What do you need to do? Uh, So the old habit here is waiting for things to be perfect. Uh, And the new habit is taking incremental actions to make progress without worrying too much about things being perfect or possibly failing the first time. This is how we learn and improve. All right. So summarizing what we talked about today, this ended up being uh, pretty long. We've covered a lot of ground. And as I mentioned before, uh, I could write a whole book about this. There is a whole chapter about this in my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life. This was chapter 17 today. Um, And the seven things we talked about were, number one, having a morning routine. Number two, taking care of your health, sleep, meditation, nutrition, um, moving your body and mental health. Number three, using a journal to track progress. Number four, regular reading and learning and regular introspection. Number five, finding mentors, coaches, and mastermind groups. Number six, uh, helping others. This is really important. And number seven, having a bias for action, progress over perfection. Each one of these can help you immensely, and when you put them all together, you will be firing on all cylinders. Uh, When you review this list, um, which one makes you, which one are you already doing, and which ones do you need to start doing? Um, And if any of these concepts are new to you and you're just getting started, I know it can be helpful to have specific examples. So, uh, you know, again, again, refer to the book, go to the bonus resources we have on our website, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash bonus. Uh, and, uh, follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram, because if I'm starting a mastermind group at some point, I might be posting about it there. And then I'd love for you to post about your uh, changes, your progress, your success, and put the hashtag own your career, own your life and tag me. I'd love seeing people take action as I already said. All right. Thank you again so much for listening. I appreciate it. I think I've already mentioned many times you can get more info in my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life. You can also get free resources on our website, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash bonus. You can reach out to me if you need anything. Uh, I love seeing progress out there, the progress you're making, and we are going to keep this going uh, into the new year. So thank you again for listening and uh, take care.